Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. Praise the Lord today. While you're standing, I want to invite you to get your Bibles going to the book of Matthew chapter 16 praise God it's great to bring your Bible if you don't have it you got it on your iPad or iPhone bring that and if that's not good enough for you we'll put it on the screen amen we want to make it available to you to read the word of the Lord the word of the Lord praise God Familiar verse of scripture that we're going to today. If you've been around church for any length of time, you've heard this text, this this statement that Jesus made. Matthew 16 and 18. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Tonight, my assignment, before we head back to our life groups, is to talk to you about the church on the move. The church on the move. Lord, I praise you today for your word. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your spirit that is in this place. Thank you, Lord, for a church that has a spiritual momentum right now. God, I know, Lord, that you're wanting to lead us into greater places with you. Lord, into a way, dear God, we advance your kingdom more effectively. Lord, that we share the gospel more efficiently. And I ask you, Lord, today to help me, Lord, deliver this to your people and it be a blessing and it feed them in Jesus' name. Let everybody say amen. amen. Praise God. The church on the move. The Lord bless you. You can be seated. If you read this text and this story, it would appear that the disciples were ready to see Jesus as the Messiah, seize the moment to restore the kingdom back to Israel. But they were short-sighted because all they saw was the kingdom related to Israel. Surely Jesus would take full advantage of, his, 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 of, his, of that timing and, and his resurrection and bring restoration to a fallen people. Amen. But it was not time to restore the kingdom back to the Jews or, or bring it back to the glory days of David or Solomon. Surely the Messiah would at some point in time restore the scepter, as it were, to Judah. And they were looking through the eyes of their Hebrew heritage and through their feelings. Jesus would be be no more than just a temporary king in their eyes, though, because he is more than just a temporary king. He is the king of kings. Jesus had promised them that they would sit upon thrones. They had a kingdom, amen, that there was a kingdom that was beyond themselves. Their vision of the kingdom was very limited. 
They didn't see its expanse and what God was going to do because what Jesus saw was Medora Pentecostal Church and hundreds and thousands of churches just like it and people within those churches all down through history. And he said, upon this rock, I'll build my church. I'll build my church. Amen. John the Baptist had come on the scene and he had stated, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus come in Matthew 4 and 17 and said the same thing. He began, somebody say, he began. He began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus came to bring a solution to all of humanity, not just to the Hebrews. Jesus came to offer salvation, not just to the Jews, but to all those that would live around the world. We find that Jesus came to build his church. He went, Matthew 9, 35, he went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. What was he doing? He began to do miracles. He began to do signs and wonders as a precursor to his kingdom coming. It was introducing the supernatural of the kingdom. He's getting ready to build his church. Getting ready to build his church. He's building his church on his authority and not on the authority of a human government. He's building his church upon his governmental authority and not upon the some contrived idea of the Jews. He was anointed to build the church. I want to say it's not a denomination. His church is not an organization. It doesn't matter what preacher card you have in your pocket. Amen. It's not even to those that carry the name Pentecostal or apostolic because there are some that carry that name that do not carry his truth. While the church may be defined in doctrine as apostolic or as Pentecostal in experience, this church belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, upon this rock, I'll build my church. It's not my church as pastor, I, this is not my church. This is not Bishop's church. It's not, enough, not anyone else. It's not Pastor Timothy's church. It is not anyone's but his. This church belongs to him. Can you say amen? Jesus is in the church building business. Church building business. Praise the Lord. When you begin to study the word church, ecclesia, it means called out ones. The Greek used this word for assembling of citizens who were called out to transact in the business of their government. The church is a living organism that has been called out to transact with one another for the the cause of the kingdom. We are here to continue Christ's work. We are here to carry out what he started. The church was never intended to be just a religious institution. Amen. I know that there are those today that come from all kinds of, of different denomination. Amen. It is set up by uh, uh, John the Baptist, so-called, or by Charles uh, or John Wesley, or set up by some other name. But he said, "Upon this rock, I will build my church." He's the engineer. He's the chief architect. He is the chief beginner of the of the foundation. 
The word build here is an interesting word. It means to build a house, to erect a building, to build up from a foundation. It means to establish, to promote growth. Amen. He began to build the church and began to construct the church. What is the church built on? It's built on the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. The fact that he died. Amen. It's not all there was to the story. The fact that he was buried is not the end of the story. The fact is that he has risen again. You see, there are those today that cannot stand the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Even Madeline Murray O'Hare, the great atheist that that fought to get prayer out of school said, if I could see the resurrection, if I would see the resurrection, then I'd surely believe that there is a God. The writer Luke is writing the book of Acts And he's referring, no doubt, to his gospel when he says in Acts 1 and 1, the former treaties have I, speaking of Luke, made, O Theopolis, of all, look at this, all that Jesus began both to do and to teach until the day in which he was taken up. After that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles, whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom. He began his ministry preaching on the kingdom and he comes back, amen, after the resurrection is preaching on the kingdom and being assembled together in verse four with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but, but wait for the promise of the father, which saith he, ye have heard of me for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many days hence. What is he laying the groundwork here for? He's laying the groundwork that he's about to pass the building of his church onto humanity. He's taken what he started. He's taken what he laid down the foundation in three and a half years. Amen. He gave it to the apostles to continue to lay the foundation of doctrine. Amen. We have understood that the Bible has now met its end as far as canon scripture. Amen. The, the doctrines are there. The doctrines are laid down. He said, I built my church, so you need to go wait until you be endued with power from on high. Everything Jesus did, every miracle, every sign, every lesson, every parable was about his church and building his church. And he told his disciples, you're going to pick up and begin to teach and preach the same kingdom message. The church was founded in a flame of fire. It was not started by some kind of Robert's Rules of Order calling a meeting together, but it was started by and suddenly the Holy Ghost fell upon them and they began to speak with other tongues. I want to tell you that church of the living God is a church that has always been on the move. It's a church that is always progressing. It is a church that is always advancing. I come across a quote. I wish I knew who said it. I'd give them credit, but I do not know. But I came across the quote that they said the church is not to be a place of passive absorption but of active participation 
in the lives of others. Let me say it again. The church is not to be a place of passive absorption where I can just sit back and, and, and let everybody build around me. Let everybody do things around me. But rather, I want to participate because I want to impact the lives of someone else. So look, look, uh, Paul, we understand that the church continues the building of what Jesus started. Look how Paul treated that, that process. You need to be careful, he said, about the building. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 9. For we are labors together with God. We're working together with each other, and we're also working together with God. I like the odds with that partnership. I like the odds of that partnership. We're labors together with God. We are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder. Paul said, I'm a builder. I'm a master builder. He was more than just a tent maker. He was building on the house of God. He said, I've laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. He's laid the foundation, but he said somebody else is coming to build on it. And in 2020, there are people of God, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, all around the world, including Medora, Indiana, that we have picked up the challenge to be a church that continues to build thereon. We're not just saying we're living back in the 50s. We're going to live for God in 2020. We're not just saying we're going to live for God in in the 70s, but we're going to live for God in this hour. But we need to be careful how we build on it. I don't want to build a chicken, chicken coop on a grand foundation. I want to build something that is representative of my king. The unchangeable foundation has been laid, and we need to be careful how we build on it. We don't tear up the foundation and start again. It's already been laid. And so how do we move forward? What do we do? 1 Corinthians 14 and 12 says, Even so ye, for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church. Edifying here is the exact same Greek word that Jesus used when he said, I will build my church. Paul is talking to the church. He said, you need to have a passion for this. Be zealous of spiritual gifts. You need to have a passion for the building. Passion, vehement, uh, vehement contending. I want this. This has got to happen. Amen. I, I, I believe today, listen to me, group leaders, those of you in life group leaders, if you have anything, get some passion about what you're doing. Get some passion about what you're building. Get some passion about how working together is more important than the finished product even. As far as, oh, we got this done. No, no. It's about building the kingdom. You're building each other that's more important than who wins the board game or what book we read or how many BBs we stacked is there, is there a BB stacking group okay maybe somebody get that next time do it with passion be zealous of spiritual gifts and then he said seek 
that you may excel. Seek that you may rise above the common standard. Seek to go beyond what mediocrity says. This is the level of which we're just going to go to. We're going to rise to the level of average in this. We're going to rise. When you go back there tonight, there have been people, amen, that have been working and setting up things and getting things together. Uh, 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 Sister Grace and Sister uh, Tiffany have been working back there with all their help and getting things set. You know what? we got to rise above the norm. If we're going to be a church that is building on what he started. He started it with a flame of fire in an upper room. We can't whimper out because we just want to barely get by. But what we're saying, God, you've given us this opportunity. So what we've got to do is we're going to do our best with passion. Being a church of excellence must permeate every fiber of our life groups. Being a church of excellence must permeate every fiber of our life groups. We need to be excellent from the pulpit to the pew. We need to do things as classy. You know, elite is not about number. Elite is not about how much money you got. God chose us to be elite. Amen. It don't take a whole lot to, uh, to, to just fall into mediocrity. But those that want to be elite says, I'm putting forth a little extra effort. I know this is what is required of me, but I'm going to go to the next level. I'm going to do something because I'm a part of the kingdom of God and I'm building the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what I'm doing is not about my agenda. It's not about how I can be patted on the back. It's not about so somebody can look at me and see how glorious I am, amen, but it is about can I give God glory in this? First Corinthians 10 and 31, whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. Make sure your attitude's right. Make sure your heart is right. I want to tell you, you want to raise up pastor's little hair that I have on my head. I hear folks fussing. They've been in church for 30 years because they're arguing over some kind of something. They don't, I don't, I don't even want to go there. Y'all know. We ain't gonna, we're not going to go there. Somebody said we're just not going to go there. <laughs> Whatever you do, do all to the glorifying of God. I believe that our life groups needs to bring the proper glory. Do the master builder, the master architect. The vision of life groups, can I tell you, started long before, just a few months ago. How many remember the message that we preached about being a 365 church? Remember that? What you're about to engage in is a fulfillment of that vision to be a 365 daily church in whatever way we can. Remember those of you that we went and, and sat and we talked about house to house, going house to house. This is now the fulfillment of that vision years ago. Even though we couldn't see how it would be or what it will be. I want to tell you, if you'll hold on to God, God will show you the vision. Amen. But stay faithful, God, and he'll bring it to pass. Somebody say amen. 
The goal of life groups is straightforward yet profound. Amen. I love how Pastor Timothy has organized life groups. I love how he's worked on it. Uh, uh, he and Sister Gill have hammered out so many things and, and have done a tremendous job in keeping this moving and, and being something. They, they constantly were talking about how can we make sure that everybody has something to do. There's We want to minister. I want to say this very clearly. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what your marital status is. It doesn't matter who you are. We want to minister to you. We want to feed you. We want to bring hope to you. We want to help build your life. Amen. We want to love you. We want you to be ministered to that you can grow and be a part of the kingdom of God. I believe if I may, I'm getting ready to dismiss the leaders here in just a minute, but let me talk to our, our life group leaders. Keep your focus on the vision of bringing hope and building lives. Keep your mind on the mission. As Pastor Timothy said, here's the mission, to have fun. And I don't know anybody that want to have fun. If, if you don't want to have any fun, you just... Uh, Yeah, have fun, build up community, and grow relationships. Say it with me. Have fun, build community, and grow relationships. What is that in essence? It's about building up the church. It's about edifying the church. It's about lifting up the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Do you love the Lord today? I said, do you love the Lord today? Look at this scripture just a little bit further. Colossians 3 and 17. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we stop there sometimes. But he goes on to say, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Whatever you do in word, whatever you say in your life group, whatever is spoken in a Bible class, whatever is said, amen, in a conversation, do it in the name of the Lord. Amen. Whatever deed you do, whatever business investment you're a part of, whatever undertaking that you get a part of, whatever enterprise that you're a part of, do it in the name of the Lord. And then he went on to say just a few verses later in Colossians 3 and 23, whatsoever you do, do it heartily. Do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. I wish somebody doesn't get a phone out and take a picture of that, mark it in your Bible. Whatever you do, do it as unto God. Do it with your heart. Put your whole heart into it, but don't do it for the approval of men. Do it to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. I guarantee if I make a shot and I'm like that way out and, you know, no man's land and it goes in, I'm going to thank the Lord. Not that I made that shot, but I'm still standing upright. Have have an understanding that whatever you do, do it heartily unto the Lord, not unto man. 
knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. Amen. The NIV says whatever you do work it with all your heart as working for the Lord. Whatever you do, do it for the Lord in his name. Do it heartily. Amen. That word heartily means with, with breath and soul. It is the breath of life. It is the seat of your passion and feelings. Praise God. In God good? Let's give him glory right now. Clap your hands and give him praise. I'd like for all of our life group leaders and co-leaders to stand. If you would please, if you're a leader or co-leader, amen, to stand. Whew. These are some great folks. Amen. Those of you in the media booth, you can hang around here for a little bit, but the rest of you can be dismissed to the back. <clears throat> Give them a great big hand. See, the key of what we're talking about here is that there are some groups that anybody couldn't lead. It's not qualified by a spiritual connection. It is simply a servant's heart. Anybody could be a part of. The goal in that is to reach out to someone and get them connected. This is the key, I believe, to win in our generation. Why do you think communication podcasts are so popular today? Because folks aren't having communication. Everybody's on their phone. Everybody's just, you know. I get communication through Facebook, baloney. That's not communication. Communication is talking, talking. This is why I think it's so important. There's going to be people you're going to meet that are unsaved. They want communication. They want to have human interaction. They're tired of viewing their screens all day. They may not tell you that, but what they want is they want human interaction. Reel them in. Reel them in. I think that's very important. It's very, very important. <clears throat> Let me continue with my message before we go to the back. God has always called his people to excellence. Just look at your own body. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Created in the image of of God himself. I don't know why sometimes, but we often feel uneasy with the idea of doing our best, having the best, and being the best for the kingdom of God. But if the attitude is right and the heart is right, to God be the glory. To God be the glory. Amen. One of my favorite songs is Andre Crouch's To God Be the Glory. Great lyrics. But I want to tell you that's more than a, a lyrical stanza. It's the truth. To God be the glory. And I say, Jesus said, Thou art Peter. Upon this rock I'll build my church. And the gates of hell, that's an interesting word for another message because it literally means the grave. How many people have died out of this church over the years? 
But the grave didn't stop the church. The church goes on. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And then look at Acts chapter 2, and I want to show you how the church thrived in excellence. I want to be an Acts church. What do you say? I just want to be an Acts church. Somebody say, what does apostolic mean? And they don't understand it. Just say Acts. Go read the book. I want to be an Acts church. Acts 2 and 41. Then they that gladly received his words were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Somebody say, do it with excellence. And fellowship. And in breaking of bread. And in prayers. Hallelujah. And fellowship. And fellowship. What we're doing in these groups has to do with fellowship, doctrine, and also in prayer. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. <clears throat> and all that believed were together and had all things common, <coughs> sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. That, brothers and sisters, is a church on the move. I want to be a church that's progressing. Sometimes progressing means standing and holding on in the hour of a storm, but it's not turning around and running, but it's holding on. Then there's other times we're marching and moving, <clears throat> taking devil names and going forward. Somebody say amen. That's where we are right here, right now, is that we need to advance. We need to continue advancing. Stand with me, please. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Set your